There is a stubbornness about me that never can bear to be frightened at the will of others. My courage always rises at every attempt to intimidate me. Elizabeth Bennet, Pride and Prejudice It was a truth universally acknowledged that being on your own on the 14th of February entitled one to feel miserable but being dumped by your employer on Valentine's Day demonstrated a staggering level of mean-spiritedness and came with an additional financial problem. Maddie stared at the email on her phone for what felt like the millionth time. We are sorry to advise. This was clearly a business definition of the word sorry that wasn't even distantly related to regret or apology, why did they feel her column was no longer required for the magazine? Did she even have a right to object? We wish you every success in the future. So what future were they referring to? The one where she signed on for job seekers allowance? Or the one where she couldn't afford to rent in even the scruffiest part of London and was forced to go back to living with mum and dad? Not to mention letting down her best friend, who would have to find another flatmate. Otherwise, she would also be in the same pecuniary position. Once word got around, any requests for blog interviews or podcasts, like the one she was supposed to be doing this evening, would quickly dry up. No one wanted an ex-agony aunt. A few tears escaped and splashed onto the screen, and she wiped them away angrily. Maddie wouldn't even have minded quite so much if she'd hated her job, but she enjoyed being the love and relationship correspondent for Up Close magazine and especially loved her weekly column, Dear Jane. Jane received plenty of requests every week and many of the emails and letters actually thanked her for the advice. Now she was effectively jobless, with one month's pay in lieu of notice and the barest minimum redundancy payment. A sick, empty feeling lodged in her stomach as she turned back to her dressing table. Her flatmate's voice was, therefore, a welcome intrusion. Can I come in, Mads? I've brought you something. Is it a winning lottery ticket by any chance? Nope, but maybe the next best thing, Alice said as she pushed the door open and put a glass of chilled white wine next to the eyeshadow compact. Here. Have a huge swig of this. Maddie took an appreciative sip before returning to her makeup, which now needed a bit of repair. So, you're still going ahead with the podcast interview thingy? Maddie paused with the powder brush in her hand and looked at her flatmate, Alice, in the mirror. That's the plan. I just thought that, you know, you might not feel like... Chatting about romance and relationships in fiction when I've been sacked on Valentine's Day, Maddie finished for her. There's definitely an irony there somewhere. Still, at least you get to meet that swoon-worthy crime writer, replied Alice, hugging herself. Can you sit together so you can gaze at his gorgeous bod? Nice try. However, in the first place, it's not that sort of interview. I just happen to be the next guest on the panel. Secondly, I agree the shop window is extremely well presented, but from what I've heard, the customer service needs a bit of improvement. You'll definitely need to channel your inner Jane Austen this evening, then. 
Maddie lifted her chin, squared her shoulders, and addressed the mirror in a condescending voice. He is tolerable, I suppose, but not handsome enough to tempt me. Alice laughed at that, and despite the misery of the day, Maddie found herself smiling. Maddie took a hurried swig of her wine and then rummaged in her drawer for her waterproof mascara. To be honest, I'm expecting the questions to be variations on the usual themes, including the all-too-predictable question of whether Jane Austen is actually still relatable in the 21st century, she added, widening her eyes as she carefully stroked the mascara brush along her pale lashes. Well, I suppose it's paid work at least, she said with a forced cheeriness.